pet store is on fire at the end of the movie. Yep, he gets the chimp to help. He gets the chimp to help. There are dogs that escape from that pet store. He gets them all to sit somehow. And Max, at first, I wouldn't have noticed any particular dog. But there's one dog, and this is this dog's debut. Her name is Darla. Great name. Let me tell you what Darla was in, if I may be so bold. The Burbs. Do you remember Queenie? Yep. Queenie plays an important role as she's pooping on all of her neighbor's lawns, and they're not happy about that. It's my favorite role. But that's not that important, Max. What's more important to me is that Darla, the dog from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, was precious. Don't you hurt my dog. <laughs> Give me back my dog. Give me back my dog. <laughs> you have no idea what pain is. <laughs> In the Silence of the Lambs, 1991. How happy does this make you? I would have been happy enough if you told me that that was the same dog in the Burbs. Let alone that Darla the dog, a.k.a. Precious, made her debut in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's my fact of the year, buddy. Yeah. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, do you know what today's secret word is? Money. Ah! <laughs> is it? No, it's not. No. Max, if you need a mortgage and you want a house, and I'm talking about a playhouse, if you know what I mean. Like far away from Not Pee-wee. a playboy house, <laughs> like a James Bond type house, but a playhouse with a chair that talks to you and pterodactyls and all that kind of nonsense. You're going to want to go to Sonic Loans. They're going to get you into the right mortgage, the right rate. Call Sonic Loans today. Reach out to Charlie and his team. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. 15-year, 30-year, fixed, adjustable. They're going to make sure that you have all of the capital that you need to have your playhouse. And and if you don't have a playhouse, what do you have? That's my question. You got nothing. You got nothing. Call Sonic Loans today and get ready to enjoy the process and save your hard-earned money. Ah! It's good. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. Pee-wee should just sue Francis. He should sue everyone. Yeah. Everyone. You don't steal a man's bike and then put him in a truck with large marge. (laughs) Bolton Legal Group is not only the most aggressive and efficient attorneys that you'll find. Mattress law. But they're going to get out there and they're going to make sure that if you're going to the Alamo and there's no basement, heads are going to roll. Heads are going to roll because Ian and his team are committed to making sense out of these commercials. And they know 10,000 ways to use corn. Absolutely. Corn law. (laughs) Good old corn law. (laughs) Bolton Legal Group is the premier group of attorneys in Southeast Michigan. If you have a legal need, they have the answer. Reach out to them today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you. They're going to protect you. And most of all, they're going to make sure that if someone steals your bike, there'll be vengeance. Sweet, red bow-tied vengeance.
Today's episode, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. On July 30th of this year, the world lost Paul Rubens. Some losses just feel different. If you were a child in the 1980s, then you know Paul Rubens as Pee-wee Herman. The red bow tie, the secret word of the day, and of course, an adventure to find his lost bike. Today we honor one of the most iconic characters to grace any screen as we talk about the 1985 classic, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the basement to my Alamo, Max Sanders. And with that... I wish we could talk about Pee-wee's Big Adventure today. Wish? Did somebody say wish? I did, Jombie. You think Pee-wee would mind if I used his wish? Not at all, but repeat after me. Mecca-lecka-hi, mecca-hiney-ho. Mecca-lecka-hi, mecca-hiney-ho. Mecca-lecka-hi, mecca-chani-ho. Mecca-lecka-hi, mecca-chani-ho. Mola mecca-chala, mecca-hola, mecca-le. Mecca-lecka-hala, <laughs> Hala, hala. It's close enough. Yeah. Your wish is granted. Long live Jambi. Woo. Woo. <laughs> you know what's weird? The thing I think about when I think about Pee Wee is the MTV Movie Awards when he's like, heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't at all remember that. It was after the uh, adult cinema incident. Remember, oh, he was his first time in public? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I do. Yeah. We're going to jump right into that? Uh, I don't think you did anything really that wrong. Free Pee Wee. Free his Pee Wee. I think that you were half distracted and half disappointed. That's a great just... Yeah. <laughs> I was distracted because I wanted to look up the intro to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Come on in! <laughs> Pull yourself up a chair like Jerry! <laughs> were you a peewee kid oh my god such a peewee like kid overboard kind of level or what so i loved the show the movies are great and i know we're going to talk about the movies today but i loved peewee's playhouse yeah there's just something about Lawrence it Fishburne as a cowboy oh my god phil hartman yeah is uh captain jack sparrow what it's not captain jack no. sparrow. i can't remember captain carl that was the show, not captain jack sparrow do you know uh phil hartman when uh paul rubin said he wanted to do this as a show in a movie he's like you're so much more talented than this do you really want this to be your legacy uh, and, he, and he's like yes <laughs> uh, you know i've talked to you before about how i love south park and i love the simpsons and i love futurama and i i give the muppets a lot of credit to introducing this idea of being able to have child facing content mm. that's just got a little bit of an edge of adultness to it you yeah, know they, like it's not it's not it's not teletubbies right no. and and that's to me peewee's playhouse like there's a there's a scene where uh, Lawrence Fishburne is the cowboy. Yeah. Uh, not the cowboy from Inner Space, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, he Matthew McConaughey? From Inner Space. Oh, I, Interstellar. Dear. Sorry. I was doing a Nolan God, rewatch. We're, we're doing an 80s podcast yeah. today. Inner Space. Yeah. Come on. Sorry. Come on, Max. I need you. I need you, baby. Quado. Had <laughs> a guy. No, that's Quaid. That's Quado. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> Start. Let me know reactor. when you're here. Let me know when you're with us. I'm good. That's a 90s movie, but I'm fine with it. I know why you're doing it. Yeah. The reason I totally lost my train of thought. You do you do you derailed me so hard. I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. Good. We're talking about inner space, and then what we're talking about. Why did I get in inner space? Kids. Uh, I don't know. I hate you so much. Word of the day. Ah. Uh, the cowboy, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. There's a episode. Oh, yeah. There's an episode where he needs a new pair of boots. Obviously. So he wishes for a new pair of boots, and Jombie appears and says, "You know." I get you a pair of boots, but Pee Wee, are you okay with giving up your wish? And Pee Wee says, sure. So John B asks Cowboy Curtis, what size? And he says, 12, double E. And Pee Wee says, wow, big feet. I, I, by the way, I sound like Yoda. Yeah, like that, an wasn't, angry that Yoda. wasn't great. I'm not going to do any more Pee Wee. Yeah. But anyways, Pee Wee says, wow, big feet. And Cowboy Curtis says, well, you know what they say about big feet. And Pee Wee says, no, what do they say? And Cowboy Curtis says, and Cowboy Curtis says, big boots. And if you look at Jambi, Jambi like winks his eye and like smiles. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff where they're allowing themselves to still be adult driven count content. Yeah. Kind of like feathered us. in. That's why I love this. That yeah. anything like that from the eighties or nineties, I'm usually all in on. That's what my favorite stars kind of are stuff. You? I'm an 11 and a half wide. Oh, I'm so a I'm 14 E. Yeah. Well, Around. I guess it's uh <laughs> big boots for you too then. <laughs> Uh, Max, thanks as Wink. always for making it weird. <laughs> it's just what you do. Uh, so today, uh, yeah, bummer that he passed away. Super bummer. Um, so cancer, right? And he, and just, he was dealt with it very privately and yeah. didn't share with people that he had it. Could so you like, do that? If you were a celebrity, would you be able to do that? Like Chadwick Bosman, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. I find that so remarkable and so kind of, I don't know. 
it seems like you have all these ador- ad- adoring fans. You'd want that one last moment of like connecting and all that kind of stuff. But also, it's very private. I don't know. It. I don't. I, you know. I don't think I'd be able to let, keep it in. My mom did not let my sister or I share with anyone that she had cancer and was passing away. Mm. It was literally outside of one or two like immediate family people. She was adamant that we didn't share it with anyone. And I kind of get it because I guess for him fighting it for five years might be a little different, but it's intimate and it's private. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. like I, you live your whole life in the public eye. I can understand why and have some privacy. All the sad parts of this aside, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman rocks. Yeah. And when we, we were originally going to do feds today, uh, which we will do next week. Good. But <laughs> when we heard that Paul Rubens passed away, it just made sense. We got to hop in and we got to do we're a podcast about 80s movies. So we're obviously going to talk about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But before we talk about Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I will remind you, please subscribe, follow, leave five stars, leave a review. If you're looking for more content, check us out by our handle at Buzz in the Tower or go to our website, buzzinthetower.com. Or our Patreon, where you too can have your wishes granted by Jambi, if you like. It's true. Mecca like a high, mecca hiney ho. Uh, what am I forgetting, Max? Anything special? Nope. All right. Well, then let's talk about Pee-wee's Big Adventure. This has all of the elements of things that you and I love, not just from the 80s, but in general. So you have often spoke about films that take risks. Yeah. They break the mold and they do something. This is, hate to bring it up, this is your Howard the Duck argument. Woo! You, you You have a level of admiration and respect for Howard the Duck because it was audacious to try to create such a film. Yeah, to put Tim Burton in front of a film is, at that point, no one knew it worked. Do you know what I mean? Like, he is a, he is a really strange, unique voice. Right. And the fact that he and Paul Rubens came together is kind of kismet. I compare it to, I know this is weird, but you know the social network? Yes. So David Fincher is this very dark, very strange, you know, uh, director. And Aaron Sorkin is this uplifting West Wing, you know, the best of humanity kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. when you put them together, they had this great bond where they pushed and pulled on each other. I think Paul Rubens and Tim Burton did the same thing. Yeah, I I also think you can't leave Danny Elfman out of that conversation. And you well, love him so I do. much, I do. Big time, big time. Oingo Boingo. You know, that's, Are you, know, you an Oingo Boingo guy or no? I mean, I'm an everything kind of guy. You know, that's that. not a yes. That's a stupid not maybe. Max, uh, before I go any further, as I've learned from previous mistakes, for you're going to explain this movie, I sh- not in great detail. Pee Wee loses his bike when eccentric manchild Pee Wee Herman gets his beloved bike stolen in broad daylight. He sets out across the U.S. On an adventure of his life. Did you pick up a thesaurus for that one? Nope. I mean, you didn't need... No thesaurus. Pee Wee loses bike. That's all. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Um, Eccentric man, John. His name's Pee Wee Herman. There's a lot of of all the films that we've done, and some have like really deep cut facts about them. I found this to have some of the more interesting pieces of information about it. There's one that I know oh, you love more so, than anything else. So I bet you know what it oh, is. Oh, good. Oh, you did it. You did it. <laughs> That is my, listen, yeah, we're going to come back to it. We're going to come back to it. We'll get there. It is my TikTok video of the yeah. week. It is also yeah. one of the three greatest facts I've ever heard. Did you like throw your computer ever. and run I was, around the I, house? I verified it on like five different websites. I'm like, dear God, did how did I not know this? No. Blow horns? I should have. <laughs> Everyone up. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> oh, that's really good. So do you think this movie kind of brought in the man-child, like the Will Ferrell, Danny McBride stuff? Do you think it started with Pee-wee? Totally. Did. No. I think that what this is, is this is the next reasonable evolution in Sesame Street. Oh. It is the living in a fictitious land mm. with the straight face, not breaking the fourth wall. Yep. Like looking at Big Bird and talking and having humanity with Big Bird. This is Fred Rogers. This is Sesame Street. Wow. This is Jim Henson. But this is the next reasonable, edgier evolution. Of so that. it never gets this edgy again, though, because it goes back down to Blue Clues and Paw Patrol and all? Because, because weird. It, I understand why. Because if you're trying to sell something to a studio, yeah. the mass appeal of saying, all right, here's the deal. Comedies that are rated R don't sell. Yep. I can do something PG-13, but you got all these other people out there that are funny, and this is kind of a kid show. Or... Look at how much money Tiny Toon Adventures is making. Look at how much money Darkwing Duck is making. Look, I mean, like there's just example after example of cartoons or yeah, only thing TV can, shows for kids that just rake in the money. Only thing I can think of is Animaniacs. 
All of them, uh, there's, there's an, uh, in the nineties in particular, there's Beavis a string, yeah, but, but even that to me is like, it's so different because Beavis yeah. and Butthead is not targeted towards kids at all. I love that show. It's targeted towards teenagers. You, you know, uh-huh. mm. I am the great Cornholio. <laughs> I need TV for my bug hole. My bug hole. I got bugs in there. Um, I'm with you. And, and again, this, this. In that evolution, I'll tell you it would be a really fun topic to do sometimes, but it, it's sometime, but it's not in line with what we normally do. I love Rick and Morty. You love Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, to me, is the next evolution of, I don't even want to say The Simpsons. I think Futurama is the most underappreciated of that bunch. Are you doing the new shows now? I haven't started watching the new okay. ones, but I have to tell you, like Futurama to me is just the, it's the golden ticket of all of them. Shut up, baby. I know it. Futurama is Matt Groening not having to pander to kids yeah and it's all the great comedy the chops. Standard? there's always an element of alcoholic a tiny, dad that abuses i know his kid. I, I know i know there's a little element of it frosty you can call chocolate milkshakes <laughs> oh i'm full of chocolates <laughs> no the first episode i know yeah, there's yeah. so many great so yeah. many great characters you know i always go to uder who's your favorite sentence character uh i like dr nick mo Sislak is pretty yeah good. well you just like because your name is mo I mean, Chief Wiggums is really high up on my list, too. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph is up there, too. Oh, my God. Ralph's Ralph might be my favorite character. Yeah. God, I'm everybody danger. needs a Ralph. Anyways, I, I digress. Yep. The evolution of how we even got to this, I mean, I guess we'll just hop right into it. We'll talk about the movie. 1985. 1985. PG. Warner Brothers had seen the HBO special that Pee Wee Herman had done, and- while doing this special, which remember, this movie predates Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like, it didn't go Pee Wee's Playhouse and then movie. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So he, you know, they did this. And, and and the show was edgier, right? It was it was meant to be like a comedy special. And Pee Wee Herman and uh, Phil Hartman and the third writer, whose name is escaping me right now, but I'm going to. Michael Verhall. Michael Verhall. 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 Verhoeven. Verhoeven. They got together and they decided to write. A screenplay and it's interesting <laughs> they did it like a how-to when paul rubin and phil hartman and they were originally doing the peewee character when they were in the groundlings together hbo picks up the comedy show in 81 and that's what led to the movie hartman and rubin wrote the uh, their writing partners through all of this through the groundling through this through peewee's playhouse they basically stayed with each other through the entire process can i ask you a random question right now yes would you rather have paul rubin's career or phil hartman's career paul rubin yeah i don't want to be killed by my wife well, no, not that part. I said the career. Yeah, that's the whole career. Career's not your life. I guess. I don't know. Phil Hartman. I'm Troy McClure. I mean, he's got some great stuff, too. Yeah. All right. Let me. right. I'm not ready to answer that. Let me go back to this real quick. I found this fascinating. They bought this book. They had never written a screenplay before. Yep. They bought a book by Sid Field on how to write screenplays. They did exactly what the book told them. So if you go and look at Pee Wee's Big Adventure... It's this 30-30 split, right? So the first act ends at page 30 and the 30-minute mark, and the second act ends at page 60, which is the 60-minute mark. This The script was 90 pages long. That is a very tight script. Most screenplays are 100 to 120. And this was so done by the book that it's often used as an example in screenwriting classes on how to write a technically perfect screenplay. And you know exactly halfway through the uh, the movie there's a sign in the background that says, are we having, are we fun? having fun? Yeah. yeah. At the 45 minute mark. Yeah. So I think, I don't think this is a good example for people going out there. But like, yeah, I'll just follow the book. It's like, they're so wildly talented. I think they could have done anything. They needed the constriction to actually like get it done. Yeah. I mean, again, those are two like monsters filled within the content of the screenplay is, is it's funny. It's, it's different. It's weird. It's super weird. And again, they got the perfect uh, director to do it as well. The original screenplay when they were writing it, was meant to be an updated version of Disney's Pollyanna. So do you know about Pollyanna or what it is? I don't. I don't even know what that is. So it's a movie from the 60s, and this girl arrives at this town, and everybody in the town is, like, crappy, and she's going to turn the town around. So the idea is, in their original script, Pee Wee Herman arrives at this town where everybody's kind of a curmudgeon and crappy in the town, and he's going to kind of engage all of them. I kind of like that. Yeah, and, and by the end of the movie, he would have endeared himself um, to, to even the most curmudgeity citizens. Sure. While he was working on this, everything changed when Warner Brothers gave him a Schwinn bike. That's how it all. That, that's how it all happened. So really, for people that were on the set, you know, before golf carts or anything else, they would give actors Schwinn bikes to get around. So he got on this bike, and it just kind of like snapped in his head. So he changed it to being about this bike. And it's it's also a large play on... Uh, the Bicycle Thief. Yes. Yeah. Which you, we've... When, when did we talk about this before, The Bicycle Thief? I don't know. It's 1948 it's, classic. It's some weird kind of movie, like Italian... 
Yeah. It, no, but it's got like a weird classification. Have you, do you remember what that classification is or no? Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Yeah. Surrealistic reworking of bicycle thieves. Italian neorealism. Sure. It won an honorary Oscar. This uh, did? Yeah, not Pee Wee's oh. Big Adventure, <laughs> but uh, this the Bicycle Thieves movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's, he, like, it's like in every film school, like artsy fartsy school, you watch that, The Exorcist, Alien, and right. like a few others. So you you often on the show will bring up Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. Uh, Siskel hated this, wanted to set it on fire. He didn't. So Ebert, for the most part, didn't understand stupid comedy. No, hold he on. He liked it, actually. Though, hold right? on. Yeah. Hold on, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Ebert put this movie on his list of guilty pleasures. Yeah. And said, and I quote, the movie is not just a strange little man acting goofy. Pee-wee has created a whole fairy tale universe as consistent and fascinating as Alice's Wonderland or the world of the Hobbits and Lord of the Rings. It's funny he says Alice in Wonderland with Burton. Absolutely. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is one of those movies like The Wizard of Oz. I think that kids can look at it in one state of mind while the grown-ups enjoy it on a completely different level, which is kind of what I was yeah, alluding yeah. to. How hard did you laugh when you watched it this time? I was just dying. I, there was, I was. Yeah. I really. It, it held up well. When he's taping his nose in the mirror. There's a lot. Ah. There, there's a lot. Like the whole breakfast thing in the morning. And yeah. The, yeah. The, the whole thing was great. For Pee Wee, this is his first major film. Yep. Shorts he's, before he's this. Been, yeah. He's been in. And he's had small roles in other stuff, hasn't he? Or is this his first actual major film role? Film. No, Wait. yeah, he was in Meatballs too. Oh, you're talking about Pee Wee himself? Yeah, uh, oh, Paul no, Rubens. I'm sorry. No, no, he was in Blues Brothers, Cheech and yeah. Chong's next yeah, movie, yeah. Meatballs too. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get that. So this is his first movie movie. And, Where he's starring, yeah. Yeah, and he told the studio, I, which I think is incredible. Again, he said, I'm not just going to take the director that you give me. They gave him a director. They didn't. He didn't like the director, but he didn't know who to go after, right? He didn't know what director he wanted. So I think you know the story, right, about how he got to Tim Burton? No, I know the Danny uh, Elfman thing. I'm going to give you the whole story. Shelley Duvall, who was in the movie Frank... Bob, Frank Popeye? Yeah. Oh. Shelley Duvall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was in the movie Frank and Weenie. Yep. His and, short, right? Yep. And that was uh, Tim Burton's short film. Later well, made to a real movie. Correct. Shelley Duvall went to Pee Wee and said... You, you went to Pee Wee. went to Paul. You keep calling him Pee Wee. I do because that's who he is to me. Went to Paul Rubens and said, I, I got to introduce you to Tim Burton. Tim Burton's the guy. Like, trust me, he's going to be incredible. So they met. And this is basically how they connected with each other and how Tim Burton became the director of this film at the bequest of Pee Wee, of t- Paul Rubens. I got to stop calling him. That's incredible. Call him Rubes. Rubes. Good old Rubes. Tim Burton was only 26 when he directed this. That's incredible. 26. So I think I'm 44. I've done nothing with my life. So he most 26. Geni- you realize most geniuses and billionaires all have their idea before the age 25. Yeah. Like uh, Einstein, it was 23 when he had his theory of relativity and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone, yeah. And uh, what's it called? Zuckerberg, Musk, all those people. Yeah. It's when they're young. Yeah. You're, I, so you're way past. I'm it. way past. I was going to say, I'm, I, what, what is the point that you're getting at? Because you're hurting my feelings. That you're dead on the inside. I'm super dead on the Just inside. Just push it all deep down and blame it on your kids. Yeah, be like, I could have been done. somebody. Done. Done. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave they, me alone. Have they forgiven you for your uh, no, hungover? Not really. It was <laughs> really? Rough, it was a rough week. It was an absolute <laughs> rough week. So once that gets discovered, Tim Burton says, give me Oingo Boingo. He goes after, who again, to this point, Danny Elfman had not done a single movie, a, a single movie. And that's a cocky move too. So I love this quote. I got a, I got a nice long quote from uh, Elfman. Do it. When I met him, I was like, why me? Why would you want me to do the score? That's crazy. Tim was like, I don't know. I've seen your band <laughs> and I think you could do it. It was kind of that simple. He showed me scenes from the movie and I recorded a piece and sent in the cassette. I never expected to hear from him again. About two weeks later, I got a call saying, you got the job. My first reaction to my manager was to call him and tell him I can't do it. He goes, I've been working on this for two weeks. You call and tell them you can't do it. I slept on it and decided the single piece of anything that's guided my entire life was saying, fuck it. Like, I hope I don't wreck their movie. <laughs> From now on, whenever I ask someone to do something and they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I don't know. I think you can do You're it. You're going to Danny Elfman that, that. Well, no, that's Burton. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. The, it's such a confidence. All right. You think Burton's been confident his whole life? He just knows he's just different? No, I already told you. I think Burton was the guy that like sat by himself at lunch in high school and didn't talk to anyone. And but do you think he knew he wildly, was talented? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think he cared. That's the whole point is like people of that type of talent in my mind, they don't even care if people recognize him. He's just in his own world. We well, have that going for he's you. He's like, I am the pumpkin king. Like yeah. he just loves it. It's, it's incredible. You have that. A little bit. I, I do have a little bit. I don't care sometimes. Max, what else do you have? Weird thing about Burton, he has a phobia of chimpanzees. That is weird. So in this movie, you know, there's one for yeah, a scene. Yeah. Later, he did Planet of the Apes. Do you think that was a therapy thing for him? Or was he just screaming on the inside the entire time? I, is, is that a, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't 
The idea of being around a chimpanzee is not Chimpanzees are scary. They can rip your face off. That one woman had her full, you saw that one woman who's had a total face transplant, right? Yeah. It's because the chimpanzee ripped her entire face have off. Seen, have you seen Nope? Nope. Oh. Yes, I have seen Nope. That's that's, that's right. Based on, yeah. That's right. Is that based on that? Yeah. The woman's face? Think about well, it. Well, no. I don't, it's not based on her attack. It's, yeah, it is. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I have seen He's nope. been interviewed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you say so. I got really into Jordan Peele. Uh, Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, Batman. Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Nightmare Before Christmas. Do you leak so hard for Big Fish? Yeah, I cry. So, Burton, oh, Burton for, and Elfman. Yeah. So wait, you're doing Burton and Elfman combo movies? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, they're on. what I gave you. Yeah. He's kind of lost steam in the last few years, though, unfortunately. Yeah, but that's all that happens to everybody. Marlon Brando at one point was a in, bagel. In, in the Transformers movie. <laughs> he was in a Transformers movie? No, I, no, you know, I was thinking of I was thinking of Orson. Welles. I'm gonna make him an offer. Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> From a grimmer sandwich. <laughs> God. I'm a bagel. I can't I'm believe I just like said a Marlon bagel. Brando. That's incredible. Um, well, Martin Scorsese is still killing it. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino. So Fisher. If you go back and watch this, uh, the scene, Large Marge. First of all, I think it's hilarious that they weren't even going to put that in there. So they're getting close to being over budget, and the first thing you cut is special effects. Yep. And Pee Wee was the Pee Wee. Paul Rubin. <laughs> Rubens, Rubens sandwiches. He was convinced that it would be the most memorable scene in the whole movie, and he's right. Everybody remembers Large Marge. Interestingly enough, if when I watched it again, uh, you and I both watched this movie last week, you immediately see like Beetlejuice, the special effects from Beetlejuice. Totally. So the Chiodo brothers, they are the animators behind Large Marge. Wait, is that Killer Clowns? I'm getting there. Yeah. Killer Clowns, Elf, and Team America. Really? I didn't know they did those. I yeah. just thought they were uh, Killer Clowns. So if you like them, you better uh, you better like their other work, too. So the Chiodo Brothers. America. America. <laughs> Heck yeah. McDonald's. Jan Hook. Slavery. Imp- imp- improvised the entire dialogue about the Alamo tour guide. <laughs> That's incredible. Wait, by the way, Large Marge, uh, she didn't blink the entire time. She Kept her eyes open the whole time. Yeah. Wow. yeah, no, the Alamo stuff's great. That's what makes this movie really weird is they spend like four and a half minutes on her just giving Alamo facts. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know it was a joke, it's really boring. The drive-in at the end of the movie is the same drive-in that was featured in... Greece. Greece. Mm. Greece is the word. Travolta. Oh, oh, so this movie, Sandy. So, something that's unique about this movie... And Tell Pe- me more. T- I'm sorry, go ahead. And Pee-wee in general, there's something weirdly 1950s atomic age about kind of his style and, like, his stuff. Like, with the bike, how he dresses. Zero sexual tension. Yeah, the it's, drive. It, 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 it's almost it's interesting because like I, you watch this movie and have zero love interest, zero sexual tension. It's an asexual film. This is a weird leave it to Beaver. Even kids' films, there's always like a crush yeah. or like an emotion. This is void of all of that. Oh my god! If Dottie liked me, it'd be oh, over. Man. The movie would last three minutes. Dottie, Dottie's the. <laughs> best. I mean, I'm staying here with Dottie. I'm staying. You can here fix with my Dottie. bike. Oh come on, please. What? Here's something for you. I got to pick your brain on this one. Okay. At the end of a little movie that you and I enjoy called The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Yep. Two men are walking towards the camera. One of them, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, your gold guy. Movie. Do you remember what they're wearing? Banzai is wearing like a. Banzai is dressed like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And Goldblum is wearing almost the identical cowboy outfit that Pee Wee Herman wears in this movie when he's trying to hide at the rodeo. So did Pee Wee get inspired by it probably or something? Or did he have the Pee Wee look already set up by then? Max, I, I have I've scorched the internet mm. trying to figure this out. Yeah, it may have just been happenstance. Yeah, coincidence. That's that's, stuff that's pretty wild coincidence. It is strange. Me. Well, they're two really weird movies, so maybe they just went weird. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai is absolutely a weird movie. It's bonkers. Uh, it's super duper bonkers. Faux show. Did you notice the number of toys and boats in Francis's bathtub during that fight is inconsistent? Like during different shots, there's less <laughs> or more toys. I did not notice that. Yeah. Uh, Do you know who almost played Francis? <laughs> yes. Corey, uh, Corey uh, Feldman. (laughs) He was also Corey Feldman didn't take this role because he was doing the Goonies. But the Goonies was being filmed close to this movie. So I guess uh, Paul Rubens used to visit the set of the Goonies all the time to see what they were doing. That's cool. Which is very cool. Do you think you would have done a better job? Is Francis? No, Francis is perfect. You need a tubster, don't yeah, you? You couldn't have yeah. Corey Feldman be too cool. Corey Feldman could have played the role of uh, the kid from the Wonder Years that is the actor that gets the bike at the end. That's good. Yeah. He could have done that, but nothing else. Now, um, there's a lot of cameos. I'm I'm tempted to actually hold on the cameos until we get to the characters. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Are there any other facts that you want to throw in there? The rock band when they were doing the uh, Pee Wee riding his bike through everywhere. Twisted and, Sister. Twisted Sister. You got that one. And uh, do you know who else was supposed to play Dottie, or they they asked to? Laura Dern, Phoebe. Gates, Leah Thompson, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Laura Laughlin. Yes. Lori Laughlin. You think any of them could have done better? I think she's perfect. <clears throat> 
I, it feels like a waste of a of an actress. I don't mean that in a crappy what? way. But like her role is very minimal in this movie. I don't know. Oh, you she gives Dottie. hope to weird guys everywhere. <laughs> she fits the bill for you. Small. She probably likes big dogs. Oh, God bless America. She doesn't like big dogs. She has a little dog. You know that. I know, but she might like big dogs, too. Uh, probably not. Do you want to talk about the dogs? Or no. Not? When we get to the characters, I'll You're give you... categorizing the dog as a character? All right, fine. Then this will be the last fact. Okay. Are you ready? No. I'm ready. I'm ill-prepared. Ah! I, I am not ah! ill-prepared. When the animals were escaping from the pet shop. By the way, I'm, I'm so worked up about this fact that I'm like, I, I wrote out how I was going to read it. Why does the people like snakes? I don't know. Yeah. But that's not important. He's just like, yeah. I don't care. It's irrelevant. <laughs> the pet store is on fire at the end of the movie. Yep. He gets the chimp to help. He gets the chimp to help. There are dogs that escape from that pet store. He gets them all to sit somehow. And Max, at first, I wouldn't have noticed any particular dog. Wouldn't have noticed a single dog in there. But there's one dog, and this is this dog's debut. Her name is Darla. Great name. Let me tell you what Darla was in, if I may be so bold. The Burbs. Do you remember Queenie? Yep. Queenie plays an important role as she's pooping on all of her neighbor's lawns, and they're not happy about that. It's my favorite role. And I believe that at some point she like leaves the house and she's got the her uh, owner's toupee, and that's why they think he might be dead. Don't quote me on any of that. We're not doing burbs. But that's not that important, Max. What's more important to me <laughs> is, and I know you know this fact, what's more important to me is that Darla, the dog from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, was precious. Precious, don't you hurt my dog. Give back my dog. Give back my dog. <laughs> you have no idea what pain is. Don't hurt my dog. <laughs> In the Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Don't you hurt my dog. Why don't you have a small dog that looks like this? Precious. You should. Wasn't there some movie that came out called Precious? Yeah, there was. And it was like, it won like an Oscar and it was yeah, like a very serious movie. And it was I about a large black woman. I know. And I couldn't take it serious because the name was Precious. <laughs> so I refused to watch it. Precious. How happy does this make you? This is my fact of the year. That the dog from Silence of the Lambs, I would have been happy enough if you told me that that was the same the dog in the Burbs, yeah. let alone that Darla the dog, a.k.a. Precious, made her debut in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's my fact of the year, buddy. Yeah. Max, with that being said, are we ready to take a quick break from our wonderful show, some words from our sponsors, and then get back to Sounds it? good. All right, commercial time it is. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dobie Real Estate. You can find them at weardobie.com. Max, buying a house is a big, big deal. And if you need a house that's got a Rube Goldberg machine to brush your teeth and get your breakfast ready in the morning, Max, what's the secret <laughs> word of the day? Uh, uh, Rube Goldberg. There it is. <laughs> so whatever your needs are, Dobie Real Estate is the real estate agency that's going to work with you to get you into the right house. They're going to make sure that you're not overpaying. If you're selling, they're going to make sure that you get top dollar. And again, if you need that Rube Goldberg. Word of the day. Ah! Oh, dear God, Max. Dobie Real Estate, Max. Yep. Look no further. They've got the best attorneys. They've got the best lawyers. They've got the best real estate people. They've got the best marketers. They've got the best Rube Goldberg machines. Ah! There, that's at a guy. At a guy. Reach out to him today. Tell him that Buzz in the Tower sent you. $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Get ready to enjoy the home buying or home selling experience. All right, Max, let's get into the characters, director, all that jazz. I want to start with this, though. Uh, they they did a lot of cameos, which I thought was kind of cool. So remember, Pee-wee's Playhouse, the TV show, came out after this movie. I think at the premiere of this movie, he was approached by some of the producers or some Hollywood people. You're going to go far, kid. Yeah, yeah. They're going to give me grid. Bet on Pee-wee. Rubens, get me a sandwich, a nice mutton lettuce tomato. They were like, <laughs> no. Me too. Like, do you want to do an animated series? And he, his response was, I want to do a live action series, and this is the birth of Pee-wee's Playhouse. The people he took with him from this movie and also just in general through his career, John Paragon, was the man dressed in red armor with the high-pitched voice. Do you remember when he's on the Warner yeah, Brothers Yeah, like the live? guy sounds like the girl and vice yep, versa. Yep, yep, So that is Jambi. Oh. So there you go. That Mecca is like Mecca like a high, Mecca high, oh. Cassandra Peterson. Mm. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, I can't. Elvira, yeah, there it mistress is. of the night or dark or something like that. Was she talented or did she just show her cleavage? Uh, both. Okay. When they were in, it was either the bike shop or the no. magic shop. Was it the magic shop when the poster was up? And it, it was the magic it shop. It is, yeah. There's a poster of her in the back. When he's in the biker shop and that girl grabs him and says, Fire let me bar, handle yeah. That's her. Yeah. I did not know that. I know. It, it's hard to notice her without her makeup on. And it all is? Stuff. Yeah. Lynn Marie Stewart. Don't know who that is. The impatient mother superior in that movie there. Oh, who's game. like losing on the kid? Yeah. Miss Yvonne from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, that's neat. Phil Hartman. He was- Where is he in this movie? He is the reporter 
who's interviewing Francis at the drive-in. Oh, that's cool. Yes. And prof- this one you should know. Yeah. Professor Toro Tunaka. <laughs> He's not only Francis's butler. He's but also he- just Buzz plain saw. zero. Oh, no, God damn it. I said buzz <laughs> Plain zero. Sub-zero. Now you're sub, you're plain zero. <laughs> I, sc- I should be shot for saying buzzsaw. You should take me out back and just put me down like a sick horse. He's also in Last Action Hero and sure Black is. Rain. Absolutely. Black Rain. Tanaka. He's cool looking. Professor. I always think he's oddball, but he's not. No. Yeah. He's not. Oddball actually like murdered somebody. He did. Yeah. Uh, Max, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yep. 1985, directed by Tim Burton. Let's talk about Tim Burton for a second. Okay. Tim Burton. Has like the best start to a career of anybody. He's killing it now. Did you get into Wednesday? Because Wednesday is incredible. I tried four episodes. And and you couldn't get into it? It's like a goth Harry Potter. Oh, no, no, no. My kids love it. I love it. I know. Too animated. I am just sorry to hear that. I like practical effects, Tim Burton. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I'm only going to the big ones, Max. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, which, by the way, can we talk for a minute about how in Batman Returns, we have a cameo from two people in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Now, I know Paul Rubens because actually I was reminded by Gavin Bruis, who's, yep. who's one of our fans. Yep. So, so thanks, Gavin. Paul Rubens plays the father of Danny DeVito when he's just a wee little yeah, they see mutated him, they baby. See, they see him in a rabbit and they start drinking. Do you know who the mother is? No. The mother is Diane Salinger, who plays Simone. The woman who goes to France, who's oh, doing the no dishes. Way. That's the mom. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. A little reunited, and it feels so good. I wonder if they're dating. Mm, no, they dated. So. That's all right. Uh, let me see. Mars attacks. Bah, bah, bah. Bah, 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 bah. No, it's Whatever. Close enough. Sleepy Hollow, Planet of the Apes, Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride. It all goes downhill from there. Oh, come on, dude. What, do you like Sweeney Todd? No, I did not see Dumbo. I heard it was really good, and I love Wednesday. Yeah. Is he directing Beetlejuice 2? Yes. Cool. Yes, sir, he is. That's cool. There's nobody else that could direct that. Keaton's back, right? Yeah, they're all back. Except for the dad who I from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Are we going to do a live watch react sure. to that? Why yeah. not? Yeah. We'll do like we did with uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I feel like that's appropriate. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Tim Burton, prolific. Phil Hartman, man, RIP. That guy, Jiminy Crickets. What a talent. So you, I'll go back to your question, which is why I paused on it. When you were asking me whose career would I rather have? Yeah, Coneheads. I mean, like Troy McClure, Small Soldiers. He's a little, to- he's a, the AC voice in little Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. He, Jing All the Way. He's incredibly talented. News Radio. Yeah. And also the Sinatra, the SNL stuff. He's kind of legendary, I, right? I know. Yeah. And he, I feel like he wasn't even scraping the serv- the service, scraping the surface of his career. It sounded like I said cervix, but I didn't say that. So was he actually murdered by his wife? Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Murder-suicide. She killed herself. She killed him. Wow. Not in that order, obviously. I know. That's yeah, more yeah. impressive. Um, it's awful. The whole thing's awful. Yeah. She had a lot of problems. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Phil Hartman, incredible career. Uh, Michael Var- Varholen, he <laughs> he had a small role in this movie as well. By the way, did we mention Tim Burton has a cameo in, this mo- in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? No, where is he? Do you remember when Pee-wee is in the alley right after his life has fallen apart and before he goes to see the tarot card reader? In the rain and all? Yeah, and that person's like, you know, you're new, get off our turf or whatever. Yeah. That, that creepy character that says that is Tim Burton. No way. It is. Cool. I do not lie. It is. Uh, as a writer, all we've got is Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse, and The Big Picture, which I don't know what that is. Yeah, nothing. So not a huge career. Um, as an actor, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and The Inner Truth in 2017. I don't even know what that is. Me neither, Max, so not... I mean, I'm sure he made... I prefer The Outer Lies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Paul, Rubes. Paul Rubens. Max, walk me through his career. So Midnight Madness, I've never seen this. Michael J. Fox movie. Mm-hmm. Is it good? I've not seen it either. Okay, he's in that. Blues Brothers, he's the waiter yep. at the fancy French restaurant. Yep. Cheech and Chong's next movie, he's remember like kind of tweaked out. And a little bit of a throwback. So he plays like the front desk person in that movie. Yeah. And then that's, he does that in Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. He's the front desk person as well. Uh, Meatballs Part 2, he's the bus, bus driver. driver. of course. Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, we're talking about right now. Yep. Flight of the Navigator, he's Max. The boys, he's Max. So you, yeah. don't, you don't realize it until oh, he starts. Oh, no, I knew it. I knew immediately? Immediately. No, no, when he starts losing it, you know, yeah. when he's like, two special sauce patties, ha, like all that kind of stuff. What, what type of voice is that? I'm um, really bad at Pee Wee. I know. I uh, know. Big Top Pee Wee. Haven't seen it yet. Is it any good? It's good. It's worth seeing. You know what got, You know what? I actually got stuck watching because uh, I was looking for a minute? I watched Moonwalker again. So you, that's funny that you mentioned that. Do you know what I watched because what? I was doing research? Right. We'll talk about it in a minute. I watched uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is it good? I, I, I was big into the show. I never watched the- So for, it's funny. If you're my age- 
you were more into the movie than the show because that movie was huge. So that movie came out in 92. So this is, you know, you got 90210. You know, this is for me, Luke, Luke Perry, Perry yeah. RIP. Uh, Christy Swanson is my parallel universe, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, interesting. I'm a I have, I've, got a, I've got a real big thing for Christy Swanson. You want something embarrassing? I have a I secret do. Buffy the Vampire Slayer tattoo that I try to make more meaningful on me. That's really embarrassing. Okay. Anyways, Wait, uh, nope. Don't want to hear any more about it. I'm good. I will share something with you, though. Okay. In this movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you understand what it's about, basically, right? It's Buffy slaying vampires. Yeah, she's a cheerleader just trying to live a normal life. And Donald Sutherland, who is in this, and incredible, uh, is like the person who like searches out the slayers and trains them and gets them ready. Yeah, like uh, Max. Like Alfred, yeah. you know? Uh, and he finds Buffy, trains her to be a slayer, and while she's still maintaining her normal life. So there's a scene where there's a basketball game and one of these vampires is on the basketball team and starts behaving very much like uh, Michael J. Fox would when he was a werewolf and Got Teen it. Wolf, just floating in the air or whatnot. Really? Yeah, a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> so there's, there, and of course, they're playing a team that's wearing a red jersey, just like the Beavers. I don't even know if that was a tip of the hat to Teen Wolf. How does that do with Pee Wee? Um, because this has nothing to do with Pee Wee, oh, okay. but it just blew my mind when I saw it. So there's one scene where this guy's dribbling the basketball on the other team. You know nothing about him. He plays no role. He's just basically an extra. It's Barack Obama. At, at, pretty close. Um, <laughs> what is I, it? I wish it was Barack Obama. Why would you even say that? It's so insanely stupid. And I'm laughing at it, so I'm just feeding you to do this. The guy sees this like uh, vampire is like I, I want nothing to do with this and drops the ball and has like a half a line yeah Ben Affleck oh that is cool <laughs> it was wild <laughs> I had to replay it like three times I was like Ben Affleck in fact Max since I have access to it I'm gonna show you it real quick okay. and see it's not Barack Obama fine that's it yeah it's really weird yeah that's yeah. the extent of him being in this film all right back to Pee Wee's career oh yeah Pee Wee's career continue uh, Dunson checks in he's Buck Lafarge he's yep. the animal control guy yep. he's really funny he is very funny uh, mystery man he's spleen gross have you seen the movie no it's him oh yes yeah. he's the yes I have seen him he's, he's funny like in that. the farting power guy yeah, yeah yeah and blow he's really good he's great as blow. Derek yep it's gonna take us longer to count it than it did to make it <laughs> <laughs> and actually so this is a deep cut one Adventure Time you know is one of my favorite shows yeah yeah there's one episode where Jake meets a dancing bug uh -huh. and teaches the dancing bug how to dance and it's like Probably in the top five most iconic Adventure Time moments, Paul Rubens the Dancing Bug. One scene. I did not know that. That yeah. is a deep cut. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Dot, who I don't know if we'll talk about. Dottie. Well, I, I, Dottie, excuse me. Dot Matrix. Um, <laughs> Dottie, played by Elizabeth Daly. She's the voice of uh, Mr. Pickles. Not Mr. Pickles. Nope. Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles. Mr. Pickles. Pickles. Tommy Pickles from uh, Rugrats. Yeah, you can you can hear it in her voice all the time, and she's also uh, Buttercup in Powerpuff Girls. But uh, I mean, she's Lauren in Valley Girls. That's mm -hmm. why I have a crush on her. I know. Streets of Fire. I mean, she's she's also Bam Bam Rubble's voice in the Flintstones. Oh, I know. Yeah. Don't you worry, Bam Bam. I have a big crush on her. You've got a lot of crushes. I only have a couple. Christy yeah. Swanson and Elizabeth. But your the strength of yours is They're way very more powerful. <laughs> very very powerful. Mark Holton, who plays Francis Buxton. One of my favorites. You only need to know him from one movie. Chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Chubby. Chubby. <laughs> God. Fat kid names all roll together with me. Well, those, Chub, Chubby from they have the same uh, Teen Wolf 1 and 2. They have the same three letters to start them, so that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I just love that he has, like, the, the over... Like, uh, I'm not going to get on a soapbox here. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. But the over-embellishment of fat people in 80s movies, like, he's so fat that he has to have, like, liverwurst in his locker. Yeah. And, and Michael J. Fox is like, what's in there? He's like, I thought you were on a diet. He's got candy bars. Well, like, if you're, mean, like, if you're a closet fat kid, you're not going to have candy bars. You're going to have a nice T-bone steak in your locker. In the, anything, in the movie know? Crush Groove, uh, the fat boys have, like, four eating montages where they, like, clear out buffets. I'm so happy I've never seen that movie. By the way, you know he's a naked gun, right? Give me a second to think about who he is in Naked Gun. It's going to blow your mind, actually. Hold on. I got to really think By about it. By the way, people make fun of podcasts, and the, the, all they do is everyone says, I'm going to blow your mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. It's all the time. Yeah. We're just blowing minds left <laughs> and right. God, what is he in the Naked Gun? Can you give me a clue? It's your favorite scene. It's the one you quote all the time. He's the one who says it. Oh, oh, yeah. it's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah, yeah, You're right. Yeah. That's totally him. How did I, how did it take me a minute to yeah. remember that? No, you hey, got it. You got it's it. It's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah, you got it. Oh, great call. What a great cameo know, that right? was. This guy's career is pretty oh, legit. Oh, that's incredible. A League of Their Own. He's the older yep, guy. Absolutely. He's the little kid grows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leprechaun and he's in Little Giants. I'm the Leprechaun. <laughs> All right, Max. Uh, who else do you want to cover? What do you got? Uh, Mario, the ma magic shot. Yeah. It's a me. I saw a TikTok video. That made the claim. Uh, if this is true, my mind's been blown by someone else. I'm, I'm getting my mind blown behind your back okay. and not telling you, and I'm sorry. Blowing minds. Do you know, you know, the it's a me, Mario. That guy, yeah. So, it's a me is apparently Japanese for super. So, what? he's not saying it's a me. 
He's saying, it's me, Mario. That can't be right. If that's right. That's cool. I feel like the Italians got screwed because I thought it was like so cool. Like, it's a me, Mario. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Why is my Mario of all voices so good? It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. But he, uh, Mario was Dr. Dodd from Real Genius. The doddering <gasps> yeah, old guy. Yeah. 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 Made me yes, happy. Yes, yes. He really did. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, Mickey, the guy, uh, you know, yes. with the mattress cutting yes. affinity. He's a psycho. He's in Red Dawn. He's the Nicaraguan yep. captain. I totally remember. He's Jameis in Dune. Yep. He was on Kojak, and he's the doctor in Serpico. But most importantly, he was on an episode of CSI. Yes. Miami. Miami. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. Who else we got? Uh... Jason Hervey plays Kevin Morton, and uh, Jason is obviously from Wonder Years. He plays uh, what's his face's older brother. Yeah, I want to punch him. Yeah, stupid face. Yeah, for young punch guy. Punch him in his face. All right. Mr. Buxton uh, was Ed Hurley, who was like a comedian, and he was kind of like a like the Ed McMahon in uh, the Johnny Carson show okay. for like other talk shows. Yeah, yeah. But he's also a Dooley in Police Academy too. Oh yeah. He's the newscaster in Who Framed Roger That's Rabbit. Right, Dooley, because he's with. Uh, the clumsy guy. Yeah. Is his, uh, oh my God, what, Spackler? His brother. Is it Spackler? I thought That's it was not his brother. Isn't him, they're at the hibachi together? Isn't that them? No, that is not. No, uh, I That's not wrong. his brother. Yeah. But I was right. That's yes, the, you were. He, yeah, yeah. All right. Just had to double check. You are wrong. I'm right. All things are good in the world. What's your favorite quote from this movie? Oh God. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Which I is in all three of his movies. I don't make monkeys. I train them. And you know, it's interesting because going back to kind of the cultural significance of this movie, these are things that were just repeated nonstop in my childhood. I know you are. What am I? Yeah. yeah. On, all the time. A tequila song. Yeah. Oh, do you, oh, we didn't tell the story about the tequila song. That's a dirty joke that his dad taught him about putting your thumb somewhere. Oh, and, yeah. You yeah. told me that. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into the joke, but that's what it's from. <laughs> tequila. Oh, and how about we didn't talk about how an overboard, one of our favorite movies, the one kid who's obsessed with Pee Wee Herman. Who nonstop talks like him? It was because the kid couldn't actually stop talking like yeah, him. Yeah, because he loved Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Max. Where's Francis? He's taking his bath. Why are, why are they hosing him down? <laughs> like, Pee Wee's got zingers. Oh, yeah. Nice oh, guy. 100%, yeah. 100%. Can you remember? Well. <laughs> That's Judge Snails. Yeah. That wasn't meant to be. <laughs> well. Can you remember anything? I remember the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my favorite. I'm a loner, daddy. Dude, talking about the weirdest stuff when he's doing like a three-hour seminar on where his bike might be. And he's like, exhibit Q, a scale model of the entire mall. X marks the scene of the crime. These areas here show the exact position of the sun at the hour of the crime. Jupiter was aligned with Pluto. The moon was in the seventh. And then it just gets cut off. What is the thing he keeps on repeating over and over again? I don't remember. <laughs> it's like you're unraveling a big, big knit sweater. And someone keeps knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting. That's what I was trying to remember. Also, you know the character we didn't bring up. We've mentioned this in other movies, but the hobo is the is like the hobo from oh, yeah. all those movies, right? The classic hobo. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's a hobo in every movie. Is he is he the hobo in um, Wedding Singer? Yes. That gets punched? No, he's like, I'm going to kick your butt. Uh, they're, they're watching Monday Night Football yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. 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 The same one. Yeah. yeah you yeah. said no, and then you gave the example. Well, I didn't remember that example you gave. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. He'll be coming around the mountain when she can Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. <laughs> when you can outsing Pee Wee, like, you know you're crazy. Um, He is in the Beverly Hillbillies. I'm trying to, f I think it's Blue from. Old School? Old School. Let me just confirm You're my boy, that. Blue. Yeah, actually, I think I'm almost 100%. It's blue. Uh, the ladies' man. <laughs> Why did I think it was? I, I don't think it's the same guy from um, Wedding Singer. Oh. Or at least I'm not seeing Wedding Singer. So it's not the Wedding Singer, but he is blue. Cool. And his name, Max. Is Hobo Jack. Is Hobo Jack. But his actor's name is Patrick Cranshaw. Passed he, away in 2005. On a train. He lived to be <laughs> 98 years young. 86 years old. He was born at 75. God bless America. Max, any other facts that you want to add? Anything you want to talk about? Are we ready to wrap this episode? Tequila. The, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. the hardest I laugh is when he puts up the $10,000 reward and they're like, how are you ever going to pay a reward like that? It's simple. Whoever turns that bike is obviously the person who stole it, so they don't deserve a reward. <laughs> I think Pee Wee Herman's your spirit animal. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Max, with that being said, why don't we hop on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight and see what they had to say. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Paul. He grew up in Boston his whole life. Born in 81. Loves the 80s. Loves our podcast. Loves our Facebook. Loves our Instagram. Loves you, Max. 
He's such a nice guy. He shot this over to us a few days ago. He was doing the pan mass challenge the next day, 109 miles in the morning. Oh my God. All proceeds go to the Dana Farber Cancer Center. Uh, so this is, he's not only a fan of the 80s, a fan of the show, but he's also a good human being. He's really got a cool so family. So let's see. Yeah, let's see. Oh, he likes the Patriots. All right. Well, if he's a Patriots fan, he go must Gronk. be terrible. Uh, let's hear what Paul had to say about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There is something nostalgic about Paul Rubin's character, Pee Wee Herman. His character brings you back to a special time in your life. A time you sat there with your Thundercat toys, wrapped in Star Wars blanket, watching Saturday morning cartoons kind of feel. At least that's how I felt. Having said that, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was a favorite of mine as a child. To me, it's right up there with the best of the 80s classics. I mean, come on, Pee-wee Herman was a total icon in the 80s. Pee-wee's Big Adventure was the perfect 80s movies. It was just as well-written story for all ages and has proved the test of time. I just watched it with my seven-year-old, and he loved it. Right from the beginning, the movie pulls you in. Pee-wee was a character like no other, and you were just captivated from the jump. I love how at the end of the movie, every person he encountered through the movie was there. It was the perfect ending to one of the most unique films. There will never be another Paul Rubin to play the timeless character that Pee-wee Herman was. Only time can tell if they can make anything compare to that. That'll just never happen. You know what's awesome? This guy's like a handsome guy with like a great looking family. He sounds like Peter Griffin. Yeah, he sounds like you. <laughs> I, I, how you like them apples? Eh? <laughs> like it, it's classic. I love it. Classic. This is your life. Yeah. This is Boston. Uh, great points. I mean, I, I, I still think I want to ask you a question. Who is the next Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> Who's the next Paul Rubens? You know, the closest I can come up with in, in a twisted alternate universe. What? Joaquin Phoenix. He's 50 years old. Yeah. What's your point? Oh, he's supposed to like dress up as Pee Wee now. I thought you meant like he's gonna like pass slow, the torch. slow down, baby. Slow yeah. down. Look at my eyes. Yep. The uniqueness of character, someone who can create something like that. I'm not who's gonna be Pee Wee Herman. Like, like, like a. So Jim Carrey tried this. Uh, the TV show Just Kidding. Yeah, I. I forget, it didn't work. I think you're. I think you're missing what I'm getting at. I'm I don't saying, understand. Like, think about the Joker. <laughs> think about the Joker. Or some. Think about some of Joaquin Phoenix's characters. Yep. They're just so out there and unique and different. Who's the next person to try something this weird and unique and different? Oh, that's a good one. Who's the risk taker that's going to be the next Paul Rubens? Um, not Tom Cruise. No. Okay, great talk, Max. Sorry, you put me on the spot. I don't no, know. I just asked you a simple question. I'm trying to think of somebody who's thin and wild. Yeah. Nothing. Son of a gun. Great way to end the show, Max. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm ashamed. Okay. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, leave five stars, check out our social media platforms. All of them, you can find us at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Our website's buzzinthetower.com, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash Tower. We were happy today to celebrate the late and great Paul Rubens, his work, his life. He will be very missed, and this was a great excuse for us to go back and watch some of his stuff. I am going to dig into Pee-Wee's Playhouse. I think I'm going to start introducing the kids and see what they think. Cool. They may dig it. You never know. My kids yeah. are kind of fickle pickles. Max, on that note, how do you want to end this episode about Pee-Wee's Big Adventure? Paul Rubens, you're my word of the day. Weak at best, Max. No. Weak at best. Most of the stuff's comeback stuff. So? I know you are, but what am I? But when I said weak at best, you could have just been like, I know you are, what am I? No. You blew that too. Yeah. What are you doing? You show up. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I gotta check a couple things. Sorry, Max. Take a look. Yeah, you know, sorry, I did good. I don't make monkeys. I just train them. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> no, that's not how I'm ending it all. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. It's not him saying it. What exactly leads you to believe the Soviets were involved? It's just a really <laughs> funny quote from the movie. Even that. Make it confusing. Uh, go ahead. Scream your head off. We're miles from where anyone can hear you. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.